This is a Think Live Be production. We're not going over small wins, but um, it was a it was a nice win to take a nice vacation. Welcome and, back. And I I want to say this because I feel like people say this all the time, and it's so stupid. <laughs> we brought the cold with us. <laughs> I actually did say that. Did you? The, we brought the rain with us when we went to Buffalo because it rained, <laughs> and then it we, rained here when I came back. People say that it's so silly, but it is. It's beautiful in Orlando. This is a nice moment. cold. Yes, a oh. nice cold. We had a little fire pit the other day. Wait, that was yesterday. <laughs> well, I don't know what it day today. it is. Um, but yeah, we're back and we're back in action. And it's been a very productive day so far. Yeah, because of daylight savings. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Let me just go. Let me just go on a rant real quick about daylight savings. There's some tips. people who don't like daylight savings. Well, so I love falling back because I, I don't like springing forward. But I also think that if you just left it without the spring forward, then it wouldn't be as special when you fall back. <laughs> okay. But when it, when I fall back, I get so much more done because I'm waking up earlier unintentionally. Because you're falling asleep at 7.51 p.m.? No, Is no. Like, I mean, we, I was a little bit tired last night, probably a little bit earlier, but I, I still went to bed at the same time. Um, but yet I woke up earlier. And I'll, that will continue for the rest of, you know, this time before we spring forward again. And I'll be, so this is, this is my time to shine. <laughs> it's my time to shine. Get a shirt I'll made. Be, I'll be so much more productive. And I love this kind of weather too. So then it adds to that feeling of like, this is, this is a great day. Yeah. I like all the windows and the doors open right now. It's very cool. I breezy. Yeah. We've got all the windows the open. The humidity is not here. Well, listen, so we're back from vacation and we're going to talk about vacations because I feel like for the first time in a long time, um, it really felt like we were away and was able to like turn things off and not, um, not feel like I was guilty. Yeah. Not feel guilty. Yeah. That's a good way to put it actually. Guilty and concerned. Yeah. Guilty or concerned. Like I didn't have to worry. Pat, would you agree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have to worry the whole time we were gone about what's going to happen about this or that and all of these things. And so I'm just. And we also, we made the, I don't know even, I don't think we talked about it out loud, but we both kind of, we didn't talk about real estate. Wow. Like, <laughs> like there was like, a, I think a five minute out of town drive of talking, you know, just kind of winding down of what ever deals you were working on like whatever happened the night before catch up kind of a thing mm-hmm. on the way out of town so it was a lot of silence we like and then sat in that was no that's, right, no we talked about other stuff but we um yeah there wasn't we didn't really talk about real estate certainly not deals that were going on now yeah. Like we might have talked some big picture stuff okay. and everything. Well, because that's but, yeah, that's. I was like, fun. I'm hoping you guys talked about something yeah, in relation. To yeah, that's some, your some thinking some, time. Some big picture stuff, but nothing. Um, we intentionally like just didn't really get into even that too much. Yeah. So we were clear of. Oh, you you talked estate. about things that were within control of taking action. No, no, things. no, no. We just kind of just big picture things like what what would this look like in ten years, kind of a thing. But not, but not, 
no, not a lot. Like yeah. we weren't, wasn't like, uh, wow, three hours just went by in the car. We talked about nothing but real estate, which we have done before. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, and, and not just that, but like stuff, like the day to day stuff, which yeah. is what we totally didn't. Well, we got rid do. of all of that on this whole break. Good. Yeah. So it was really nice um, to do that. And then, you know, it's been. Well, I, I've been in real estate for 15 years, and so I, I have evolved in my ability to take a vacation and what it looks like to take a vacation. And so I think that's worth talking about and not just bragging about how I just went on vacation and it was it was really awesome <laughs> and I didn't have to worry about anything, um, but just how that how that has come to be to get to that point where I feel like we could step away for what was like six days. And we even left a day early. And I felt completely fine with that, which mm-hmm. normally I would never no. have felt okay about. Yeah, that. we would have been running around. Yeah, or you right. you would have been running around trying to get stuff accomplished the day before so that we could leave. And it was downpour raining the day you left. Yeah, yeah, that, I did. That, I did drive in a that, lot of rain. That sucked. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, let's leave a day early. It'll be awesome. And then yeah. it was raining the whole time. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so yeah, so you're listening to our podcast. It's called Seeking the Best. And this is where we try to seek out the best in ourselves as real estate professionals and how we overcome the personal and professional hurdles being in this crazy business. And I'm Catherine Stelges. And across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our sound producer, sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, Patrick Fatika. Hello. And um, hold on. You just came back as a new woman. That was I just seamless. <laughs> seamless. What? That entire intro. Well, the fact that I did it. ever. Seamless. This is what happens when I go on vacation. That was amazing. I'm focused. <laughs> I'm focused. Great. Great, great, um, great. But so we're, we're, uh, I've, I have been seeking the best vacation for years and I've, I've almost got it. It wasn't perfect, but it was almost there. Yeah. <laughs> Not perfect, perfect. Um, but yeah, so like I'm going to go back in time for a minute. And I got my real estate license in 2006. And so I was young, um, you know, straight out of college. And I still had other jobs, uh, you know, and bartending and stuff. So we didn't go anywhere, do anything for many years. Well, we didn't have any money either. Right. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, but we just, you know, it's not that we didn't want to or anything, but it was also like, there's a certain amount of like hustle when you're first getting started yeah. and I was still in school I, was, I went back to school and, and I didn't have time we didn't have time to go anywhere yeah the, be, um, and one of those reasons is because we didn't have any money and 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 I'm my point of that is that not having the money to go adds a couple things then you if you do put the money together you feel guilty that you're spending money on that you're not spending money on the business you feel guilty because not only are you then you're not lead generating because you went on vacation there's all sorts of things like tied up in that yeah and stuff so that it's like you do feel like oh three four days on vacation that's you know money that isn't being spent on on well, postcards and, there, and there's money that and then there's uh, just all of that stuff and it's like it's hard to draw that line when you don't have a bunch of cash coming in you know well, or you lack the consistency to be able to figure out how to pay for luxury things which a vacation is a luxury item that not everybody gets to have um and so if you when you're new and you lack that consistency and so you're like work for six months and you get your deal or whatever and then that money was already spent because you're yeah. like six yeah. months behind yeah. 
Um, I'm obviously talking about like first year in kind of stuff, but even as you keep going, then you're like, you really, if, as you start to get some momentum and you start to get busy, then you're like in the weeds with stuff and you can't leave because you don't have any leverage or support. You're always on. Yeah. You're always on and you can't leave because you don't know, like I'm, I'm sort of a loner. And so I never wanted to ask for help from anybody. And I didn't, I, so I didn't go look for somebody to like fill in for me while I was gone. I just didn't go. I just didn't leave. And I've never been one of those people that tells people I'm on 24 seven, but the, but I, but I lived my life that way. Um, <laughs> well, emotionally you are like, yeah. you don't want to say that to your clients, but the reality, especially as a young agent, it's like, you don't know that you're not supposed to work but I 90 said, hours a week. I have said, and I regret saying this, but because it's just, it's bad. Like you shouldn't put this into your own mindset, but I have said before to people, um, like if something, if I were to leave or, um, something were to happen to me, um, and then I, I would say like, but I never go anywhere. So, right. <laughs> so you're and telling them that you're, you're always going to be you're there. You're telling your clients like, well, but I never go anywhere. So don't worry about this line. Um, it's something in the listing agreement about, about that. But, but anyways, um, so, so that you, you, you get busy and then you don't have time. And unless you go seek out somebody to help you and support you and, and like kind of fill in for you, then it's impossible to leave. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Imagine if you're, you know, two or three years into the business, four, four years into the business, and you've got things pending and buyers in, in progress searching for homes and you want to go take a couple days off. Well, what do those buyers do when you're gone? What, what happens when there's an inspection issue or who's going to open the door when there's an inspection? There's so many things that do require us still to be physically present as as just a single agent, I'm saying, yeah. not not like a, a, a big team. And you have deals in progress. It's like that doesn't mean the inspections stop because you went on a four day vacation. Well, right. It's, and there's and an issue you, with this and the, you're on the phone the whole time. Well, you'd be and, on the phone the whole time because right. you're checking trying, your email and, and yeah, you're trying to um, schedule things because, again, you don't have leverage or support. So you have no transaction coordinator. So you're trying to schedule the inspection and schedule the appraisal and schedule the showings because you haven't figured out showing time yet. <laughs> I've been there. Um, remember before. OK, I think gonna, when I first started, we didn't have showing time. Let's go down a rabbit hole real quick and uh, you don't have to play the music because um, I'm involved. <laughs> but remember how many like how time consuming that was before we used showing time to schedule showing so many back and forths and you can easily make a mistake as to like 2 p.m. versus 3 p.m. Oh and then gosh. you have to get the seller on the hold and they're at work usually. So you have to voicemail and then text them and then phone tag. So I'm just going to ta- like I don't get paid by showing time at all. <laughs> they don't know who I am. Um, well, they might recently because we've been calling them a lot. If but- it shuts down, though, I have a plan B already. <laughs> it involves forms. Um, But the that you know, whatever that, that business model to basically take showing scheduling and allow us to use like an online platform where people, basically an agent wants to show the house, they go click on the calendar. Then the showing time will will either text or call your client. So you don't have to do that back and forth business. And then they can approve it themselves without the agent ever talking to the seller, but they can approve it. Then the other agent gets the approval notice with the instructions on how to show. Boom, bang, you're done. You yep. didn't have to do any of that. It's the best thing ever, I think, that I've the ever... Um, it probably saves you more time outside of that even because it's you You don't have to worry about a, buy, a talky 
talkative buyer agent getting you on the phone to set a showing Mm -hmm. and then they want to ask you 30 questions as well that all goes away so um for Catherine. (laughs) right they'll still call those people still call no but they have to make a separate call versus i'm guaranteed to get this person on the phone because i need to set up a time right right if you've got showing time and maybe you have an assistant then you can get a blockade in there and avoid talking to those people altogether but so, but imagine a time before that technology and before, and you know, still, I bet a lot of people don't use something like that. I know they don't because we go to sh- schedule showings and it says text agent, text call, agent, agent. call agent. Um, so, you know, if you, you don't have any support or anything, what ends up happening is you just don't, you just don't go anywhere. You don't take care of yourself. You have You're, to watch for those requests to come in. Otherwise the house doesn't get shown. Yeah. And now I know I've experienced on the the other side where it's like, the agent just goes out of town and they just don't care mm-hmm. and yeah. they just leave. Those they aren't don't our listeners answer. though. They don't answer the yeah. phone. You know, you dealt with them though my, before. Yeah. My agent went out of town for five days, right? Yeah. And all and of a sudden you're talking to the, the, the buyer wants the, you to show the house the because buyer. the agent's out yeah. of town and right. they didn't set them up with anyone. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I do believe that you should take care of yourself and you should take time off and stuff, but you've got to figure out how to manage that as a single agent. And that's one of the things I think looking back before I had um, leverage that I wish that I would have done. Like mm-hmm. I wish I would have gone found on, a buddy, found a buddy. And gone on a vacation. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's smart. I think if you're a first smart. year, second year, third year agent, you find somebody else in the office that's kind of at the same place you are and then take care of each other when you can, because that will take a lot of stress off. You know, well, and we're it's only like talking you about like just just plan yourself like one trip a year or even if it's just a couple long weekends, just yeah. something to get out and, you know, close your mind off from work mm-hmm. and then have or join a team or join a team yeah you could do you that know. too i know what great one yeah. <laughs> um well and then then you get to a point so i'm just kind of like going through the transition periods um then you get to a point where you have an admin you hire your first executive assistant and you have leverage and support to go um at that point though they might still be in training. And I'm not talking about Kayla because this is prior to her. Actually, was it? You took your first vacation I was my gonna, first year of being in your like, EA. Wait a we didn't take a vacation from 2007 to 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You took 17 was your first time away. Yeah. Don't be like me. That's a long time. And and when we say vacation, like we went out of town, we would go out of town for a day for Thanksgiving and go out of town a few days for Christmas and stuff like that. But an actual like, oh, yeah, it's it's March. Let's go out of town and go to St. Augustine for a week or let's drive to wherever for a week. Um, That didn't exist for a decade. Yeah. That's sad, huh? Mm-hmm. Where did all that time go? <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but, okay, so I'm going to get, like, it's a little sad and everything, but um, one of the things that prompted that, well, two things. All of that time in the middle there, that was just, like, being busy, running around, trying to figure out, trying to figure out how to hire people, obviously, um, like, so that there was leverage and there was support and, all that like, like and trying to co- overcome you telling yourself I don't have time right, for that. Right. 
Yeah. Like, like the realization of, am I just never going to have time for this? Like, is this my life now? I'm never going to be able, like overcoming that idea. Well, and you know what? I, I, I know this is kind of cheesy stuff, like, but people always say that you're, um, you know, you're telling, like, you're telling yourself things when you say like, I don't have time. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I know it's kind of like cheesy self-talk, self-help talk kind of stuff when they're like, your cells eavesdrop on your thoughts. Sorry, that's from Bold. What? I love Bold. But- the heck was that? That's <laughs> it's not even, like, Kayla does not approve of that quote. It's, it's from Bold, but it's like. You're when you think that you can't do things and you keep telling yourself that that in reality, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's true, though, like you keep telling yourself, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're never going to you're never going to have time to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do because you've told yourself a million times you can't. Right. And so one of the things that prompted that vacate that first vacation was because my mom was sick the year before and I, I did go, I traveled a lot during 2016 to go visit her. That was not vacation by the way. Um, and, but when I was doing that, I had a really successful year and I was away a lot because I was, I had to go visit and take care of her. And then when she passed away, I realized a couple of things. Number one, I could be away from the business and figure it out. Like I could, I could be gone and figure out how to make it happen. Because I did um, during very high stress um, emotional times, I was able to do it. And then the second thing was, well, we haven't gone on vacation in ten years, and I don't want to, um, you know, sadly, you know, be like my my mom in the sense that she didn't get to travel really. Like she just, you know, we went on vacations as kids and stuff, but she didn't really go a lot of places. And um, and I didn't want that to happen, so I decided that that was going to be a priority. And we started small. You know, we went, I think the first, so the first vacation was like maybe four days. Four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah. And it was, I think what it was is, is making the decision to book the vacation. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, we should do that or we're going to go there in the summer or anything like that. With the invention of Airbnb, it was, um, you know, and, and well, book it then. If you want you want to go somewhere in November, then then book it now in in June and then it's booked and then you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> there is no like, oh, well, maybe we'll go next year. Right. Because that's that's kind of where we were at was like we ha- we have to. It's like getting a personal trainer. Right. You're paying somebody. So you're forced to do it. It's the same thing. You book the the Airbnb, you book the house for a week. Well, you're going. At that point, there is no, and then it makes it a lot easier that way. Yeah. Um, now, so on that one, uh, I do think Kayla was, so Kayla, this is, how, this is about you. <laughs> you were really new. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I think we had another team member that was really new at the time. So Kayla still had braces. <laughs> <laughs> My training wheels were full of fat. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't remember 100%, you know, because I, I did try to have some nice times. So I don't remember 100% like how busy I was with work, but I do remember on the way there having to stop on the side of the road and write an offer for someone. And that was, where were we going? Savannah. Savannah. Yeah. So four hour drive. And I had to stop and write an offer because it had to be in or whatever, whatever nonsense. You I think know? it's more than four hours, but yeah. So... Um, I remember having to do that. And then when we got to the Airbnb, 
you know, we had two dogs and we're trying to get inside and stuff. And, um, I had to immediately get on the phone and present the offer and deal with the whole offer situation. I would say that that's one thing that I probably would still have to do. Like I just like luckily didn't have to deal with that while we were gone Mm -hmm. this time. Um, But But it, it wasn't like. But for people like as a listing agent, if somebody had submitted an offer, I still would have been the one to present that on this trip. Mm-hmm. Like we're not that leveraged, mm-hmm. but I could have had somebody else write the dang offer for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I just said, dang. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's like, oh, come on. Um, that was a bad word. No, no. Like, okay. like it's a silly word, yeah. you know, like not saying the actual curse word. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> um, but I could have had somebody else write the offer for me. But at that time, like you were too new and you, <laughs> no. you were like, no. It's no. one way to not get to get something unaccepted before it's even presented. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> think that's true. I think it was a lack of knowing how to utilize leverage Yeah, to say like, I'm going to be gone. So I'm going to prepare you how to do this. You know what I mean? How to prepare you how to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> to me, it did. <laughs> well, it's like the um, it's like uh, writing the descriptions Oh, I did great this time around for I that description. You, you well, know, see, I did. That, that's that's the thing. Oh, I is, yeah, I, I think, and, and I think, you said, I think you said I have to write the description for this, and I said just have Kayla write the description. Thanks, Pat. And 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 whatever she does, she'll get it close enough that you just have to go in and just kind of nudge it around versus sitting down in front of a blank piece of paper and then writing it. Well, that's because it's, we've been it, having her do yeah. some of that in in the past year, leveraging. And I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and probably. Like, look, I'm sure that nobody listening to this is like a maps coach or something, but they would be telling me, well, your EA should have been doing that anyways. Right. I've always gone behind you like and <laughs> done it anyways myself so I can learn how to do it. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I look at what you write and I compare it to what I wrote and I'm like, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but so... But you have to learn how to leverage. So like your your first hire, you may not be able to go on vacation and like immediately be like, I'm turning off the phone and email and I'll see you in a week. Like that that's probably not realistic. Um, but you have to you have I think you have to work up to that. And then also know the well, so I'll I'll, I'll go back for a second. So that was that was the first one. And then we've been on several more Sure. Since. Every year since. Yeah. yeah. Every year since we'll and then we went to North Carolina. Um, probably maybe the last four years. Mm-hmm. Maybe we went to Savannah and then also North Carolina the same year. Yeah, oh, because that was supposed. Well, that was supposed to be the thing was two two trips in a year. Yeah, COVID. Obviously, COVID, COVID hit. We didn't do that last so, year. But, yeah, we didn't go. And, um, yeah, but so yeah, so we've gone on several vacations over the last few years, and each one I've added like an extra day. I've noticed. <laughs> Good. Oh, like Pat. Pat's like, are we here longer this Mom year? Mom and dad are gone. <laughs> I have things to do. <laughs> um, but I, you know, you just add a little bit more time, and then each trip, it's been a little bit less that I have to worry about, and a little bit uh, more leverage. So, first trip was just. Just really an executive assistant. I could answer the phones and the text messages and respond. Right. We were just hoping the place didn't burn down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should hope That's all kinda, the time. Yeah. But. but I mean, that was a focus. Like, is this place going to burn to the ground? without? Because <laughs> it was the first time we left. I did used to unplug that heater 
you guys have plugged in all the time. I'm not even joking. Okay, so I'm going to She did that like in 2019. You didn't plug it all the time. I still do. They I shouldn't even what, say that. Like a little space heater There's or something. There's a space heater that I used to have in, Oh, the white one. The home office. That one's so. gone by the way. There's oh. a new one. Oh, okay. okay. It's a new one. Cuz I was like that thing is It's an up-to-date one that hazard. turns off on its own. Oh, okay. It's oh, perfect. Fire hazard. <laughs> but they used to have, you know, we would we had this little heater cuz it would get really cold and um she would have it plugged in all the time and I would before I would leave the the office every day i would unplug that thing i would go i've gone back this. to the office at like 9 p.m it's like did i unplug it or did i turn it off yeah. and i went all the way auto back to the turn office. off is the way to go yes. yeah <laughs> yeah it's been great um, but but yeah so and then like even though at, at some points during that this time frame we've had buyers agents um and transaction coordinator like so we used to have a transaction coordinator that was like a third party and so although that's still really helpful in getting things done they're not in house and there's there's only a certain amount of things that they're going to be able to do so right. so there was still Our, always and like, when they're when they're able to answer the phone and all of that stuff too yeah so there was always still like i still have to be checking in on all mm. transactions at all times and then we although we've had buyers agents in the past i don't utilize them when I'm gone so much, except to take on new business. But I don't like to have, this is just a personal thing with clients. Like I don't like to um, have clients and maybe why, I'm sorry, maybe why I never found a buddy. I don't Mm -hmm. like to have clients like jump around to some other person. I want to, unless I've told them in advance that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, you don't like, and I don't like, and neither one of us, when you go in to a really nice restaurant and you don't know who your server is because there's 50 different people coming up yeah and stuff and then it's like it's annoying no and i don't like it no with the team the team as you grow a team like you set those scripts up so that you're having conversations so it's not weird to be talking to multiple people because each right. person has a specialty role that they're like now the you transaction. now you have a showing agent so right. when you get a buyer they know right from the beginning so this and so is going to show showing. right but before it would have been like, hey, here's this completely random person that I know you don't really know at all. Right. And they're just some person from my office, not a team member. They don't know anything about the way I do business. And mm-hmm. you know how particular I am. Um, <laughs> and I seem to attract people that are the same way. Um, but I'm going to be gone for a week and they're going to help you see all these properties. And if you want to write an offer, you can write an offer with them. Oh, I would. There's no way. And there's no way Catherine would do that. Nope. There's no yeah. way. No, 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 no. Now, other people don't have a problem with that and that's why we suggested the buddy but i do i think and if you have a buddy that like that find somebody similar to you yeah find, yeah yeah for find sure somebody that that is that, that you can rely on to um mm-hmm. to offer the same kind of experience and, then, and that's the other thing knowledge. too if you guys know that as a buddy system and you guys know that from the beginning like i'm gonna go out of town in june and he's gonna go out of town in in may and we're gonna trade people and blah 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 then you know like already like this is going to be a thing versus running around trying to find somebody who because a buyer called you out of the blue and they want to see a house on Saturday but you're out of town and stuff and now you're hustling around trying to find somebody in the office hey can you show my buyer you've got this already figured out way ahead of time yeah well, and, and, stuff. Then, and then and you then can let your buyers know that you've got this figured out way ahead of time and all of those things well and and we'll talk more about this probably as we keep this conversation going but like planning ahead if if I'm if I take a new buyer, like I have a buyer consultation today and I take a new buyer and I know that they want to start looking at homes right away, but I know that I'm going out of town in two, three weeks. Well, I'm going to tell them that right then and tell them, you know, I'm going to be out of town and 
I have a, a team member that we, we fill in for each other when we're gone. We both have the same, you know, kind of way we run our business and you'll be in excellent hands, blah, blah, blah. Their name is this. I'll introduce you before I leave. And if there's anything that comes up, right. they'll be your point of contact. That's, blah, how, blah, you, blah. that's how you do the buddy. Yeah. 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 And then this, and again, if, you, if you're on a team, then it works really well too, because well, you, yeah. you've already introduced the team. And they're under the whatever, whatever team umbrella. So. Right. They know that, well, they should know um, that they're going to get the same experience, even if somebody else is the one that's going to be helping them right. that day. And the more you promote that team concept, the easier it is to step away right? and not be the one that's there because right. if you, if you're on a team and you're just promoting yourself and you're not promoting the team and then something happens and you need to step away, you screw yourself because you weren't promoting the team well, to begin and, with, and which, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, but that's a, that's a whole but thing. yeah, I mean, but if you are promoting the team and then you have to step away, it's no big deal because yeah. you were, prom- because there's a bunch of people working on this deal, not just you. Yeah. Right. And you've promoted that and kind of told your buyers that this is how this works. So it's you can just step out. Yeah. Well, and so leading up to, you know, we've again various things where I've been gone, but I've had somebody to show a property. That's the the next leverage from the EA is having somebody that would actually be able to show the property for you um, while you're gone. Because again, I'm talking about the physical things you need to be there for, right. you know? Yeah. And um, and then going one step further and having you know, you've got somebody who's you got really it. overseeing got- everything mm-hmm. that's happening, mm-hmm. having somebody to show property, having somebody to manage the transactions. Then you can actually go on a vacation and and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, well, there's no well, stop in the machine. And Kayla took the extra step. And then some. When, when. TM. To do, to do that. TM. Which was she got her real estate license. Oh, so that, that so that she could open doors if it had to happen yeah for whatever reason if you have so it wasn't just like well you have an ea that can do all of these other things but you weren't far enough along to have a showing assistant or to even or or anything well, like that so it was in our area for yeah, three you years i was opening your doors well yeah, yeah because well because you couldn't even open a lockbox like in, yeah. in, in, our, in florida you can't. maybe you could you have like an unlicensed assistant. Yeah, yeah, she could do that. I just yeah. get the CBS code and I got to teach agents how to get that to me. Right, right, right. But yeah, so, but that's one one more thing is like when you're going out of town, like preparing for that, like what is probably going to happen while I'm gone? And then right now, and we can probably get into that more if we take a break. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick okay, break. Okay, let's take a break. And we're back. Vacations. What are you right. have? You have a thing in your. Are you chewing on something? No. Okay. Okay. There's nothing. I chew, I are you lying it, to me? I chewed it up really <laughs> fast, like, like a two year old. What do you got in your mouth? <laughs> nothing. No, no. I I chewed it up really fast. All I'm right. All, I'm all good. Okay. It's it's gonna sound amazing. Don't worry. Okay. Um, where were we? We were I was talking so about transitions about- through the years of taking vacations. Yes. So. Leading up to now, having the leverage to, you know, have somebody who's able to f- fill in uh, the day-to-day, right? That's a director of operations, executive assistant. They should be able to fill in the day-to-day stuff without 
any problems. You have the transaction coordinator who manages the transactions and should be able to handle everything, except maybe some offer negotiation stuff that you might have to step in on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a buyer's agent or showing partner who's handling any kind of buyers uh, and showings. And then that that has led up to this point where, again, we had a really nice time and probably only had to, I think I made twice. I made two calls. Two or three. Well, four. I made four phone calls. One was on the way home. That one was two were on the way home. Those were annoying to me because I had to stop on the side of the road to do it. And then that makes us even, you know, take the the drive that's already 10 hours, like keeps extending it. So that that was annoying, but that wasn't anything that I couldn't do it. I, I, I just there there are certain things that the thing, negotiation like the stuff that's part of your like main job because you're somebody. a listing you're a listing agent so it's like you have your job duties and there's only so much that you can leverage until you have somebody else who can step in and be like a listing manager well, or I was whatever actually, that is so I was listening to a, a thing today while I was working and it was about teams and um, one of the the words that I think just describes everything perfectly is you have to have redundancies in place. Yeah. And you at at this level where we're at and where most people kind of stay is there's just not enough people to have a redundancy for everyone. And so as the team owner, who's your redundancy? It's going to be the director of operations. And so um, where scale is looking at me what like does a, redundancy mean? Oh gosh, I'm sorry. It means that that there's a backup. Okay, thank that, you. Because <laughs> I like the word redundancy. I, I like think. it too. It's great. I'm just making sure that I was thinking the same. Like, okay, continue. So, but you, the director of operations, has the transaction coordinator as a redundancy. Now, the transaction coordinator can't do everything that the director of operations can, but they can fill in enough to have somebody gone. Like they should be if ba- something happens. They should be trained in basic stuff for listing management. So while they're gone, listings can still go live. Listings can still happen, you know. And so everybody needs a redundancy, and and it's hard to have somebody for everyone, especially when you get to the top. It's like, who's the re- who's the redundancy for absolutely everything? You know, there's not really like the director of operations can do a lot, but you're not um, trained to do negotiation. And so what happens is you still, the it's a part of the real estate lifestyle. You do still have to block a little bit of your time while you're away to check in on things mm-hmm. and to make sure that if there's something that requires your attention that you can handle it. But I think that's the biggest part of planning it. It's, it's understanding too that that's what you meant. That's what when you hear because I've heard that said before. It's the real real estate lifestyle. You're always on and all of that stuff. But I think that that's really what it means. Well, so more than more than you're always on is that you know that there's. Well, go on. Well, I was just gonna say. So what did I do this time? And of course, you learn as you move as you grow and move on in life. And so what I've learned from my previous vacations to up leading up to this one is, okay, I'm going to plan ahead and I'm going to send, first of all, I, I sent Kayla an email that outlined any possible thing that could happen. Any possible that would have titled <laughs> um, all possible things, you know, and then anything that's not on that list. So I'm, I planned for anything that could come up whether it was related to transactions or things that we have in pro like projects we have in progress that might need her, um, like might need my approval or anything like that, that we went over it before 
um, we left and or that she knew what to do while I was away. And then anything else that came up, I trusted that she could take care of. So like somebody calls and wants to set a listing appointment. I set an appointment. Kayla set me. I was like, score a listing appointment while I'm gone. Um, I should have told you that I expected three listing appointments when I returned. <laughs> Listen, nothing burned down. <laughs> um, but so that preparation leading up to it is super important to make sure that whoever your redundancy is, that they know what you expect for everything that could happen. What's the worst that can, what, what did I say when, when Kayla was in training, what she wasn't even in training really. It was just something we kind of started at some point where it was like, what's the worst thing that the person could ask you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> because if you can answer the worst question that they could ask you, they can do anything. You would say that to me when I was afraid of anything. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Because that's where my mind goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I can handle that, then I can handle anything. And I honestly have used that with with Hillary. Yeah. Well, because I think it's really important to, like, part of being a real estate agent, in my opinion, is being, um, like, proactive and thinking about what issues could come up for clients, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that applies to everything, like... I'm going to help you price your home properly so that mm-hmm. we are not sitting on the market for 30 or 45 days. Right. And so I'm proactively helping you avoid that you situation. Lead, for, lead from the front instead of leading from the back. Well, a lot of agents, I think, will lead from the back and that's how you end up getting you run, run around. From the front. You get a, you getting You get run around yeah. that way. But if you lead from the front and you're proactive, then you're in control and you direct what's happening yeah. and how it's happening. So, and one of the most beautiful things that happened, and this wasn't real, I can't really take credit for this, but we had um, some contentious negotiations, I'll call it, before I was leaving town and the it was for inspections. And I knew like if this didn't get settled before we leave, then this is something that's going to keep. It's going to be a pain being, all the way through. Like this, yeah. this one's not going to just resolve itself or whatever. I was going to have to come be to its own fruition. <laughs> Um, so, but what happened was we actually extended the inspection period for an entire week and it wasn't, that wasn't my suggestion, but it was like, Oh, it was like a miracle (laughs) that happened, but entire week, including the day that nobody else agreed to, but was in the addendum that they signed. (laughs) You don't have to tell all the details, but Uh, it was just a miracle. It was was a miracle. It was a miracle that it, it was a full week and, um, and that meant that that particular thing that I that I knew was like top of list that was going to be the most time consuming because of all that was involved that immediately got like, OK, I don't have to worry about that for a week. And then everything else we had already either resolved or we knew what we needed to do. And you had instructions. You knew what you needed to do. And 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 that's the biggest and the part. And the TC kept communication with the buyer so that they weren't left in silence with at any time. Yeah. Well. That's just doing their job. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but so we've talked about this probably before, but a lot of things, whenever I go to classes and stuff, people talk about planning your vacations in advance. And I think that's so important for one of the reasons Pat mentioned earlier is that if you actually book it 
months in advance, well, then it just happened. Like it's going to happen. There's no way around it because you the did mo- it. It's the most important thing you can do when it comes to trying to take a break. Yeah. Is to, it's to not just plan for it, but to buy the plane ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then then you will absolutely go. There won't be excuses made. It will happen unless COVID hits again. Right. Unless there's a worldwide <laughs> um, pandemic. And then unless there's a worldwide pandemic, you're going on that vacation. So maybe you get refundable tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so that's the number one reason to, to plan ahead. But also... Like imagine how well, um, what's the word on here? Like how well planned your year could be though, if you really had already booked your tickets for your vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying that plural cause we're going on to next year. <laughs> yes. Um, if you planned them in advance, like far in advance, like how well could your team or um, your buddy system or whatever the case may be, how well could that be executed if you knew I'm going to be out of town for a week in June now and it's whatever, what month is it? November. <laughs> like we would make sure that everything was going to be put into place and that everybody would be taken care of and they they would all know as they're coming on as clients, yeah. like everybody would know in advance. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what makes it, uh, well, that is leverage. Like planning ahead is leverage just as much as having somebody here to help physically mm-hmm. is leverage. And, well, and it gives you the opportunity if you're a single agent to find the to find somebody to help you. And that is leverage. Well, and I didn't even think about that, but that could force you to go find somebody. If you say like, OK, I haven't been anywhere in five years, mm-hmm. like we really should go take some time off for ourselves. Um, plan yourself a vacation in June and then you have to you know, maybe May yeah. to find somebody to help you. And then that forces you to find that, that buddy system. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a great idea. Um, what else, what else did I tell you before, before we left <laughs> that helped you? Oh, I just thought of something that I meant to say, but say it. Well, one of the things that, that I had said was to, um, you know, um, I, I want to kind of have some idea of what's going on. So we normally have check-ins at 11.30 or 12 every day. Mm-hmm. And so to keep those consistent, but have them at, at the same time, so keep them consistent, but that I'm not going to do anything with the updates if anything is an emergency to text me. And then that way I knew I don't need to look at Slack all day mm-hmm. or even even once a day. I don't need to look at Slack at all because there's a lot of like other things that get posted there, you know. Not that we're like posting silly memes or anything every now and then, yes, but <laughs> but like you know the reminder to there's do a lot our, of pe- there's a lot of people on there and there's yeah and there's reminders there's of, reminders and all like that it. stuff can pile up yeah. and it's like oh my gosh I have ten things I need to you know and it yeah. it creates a headspace that you're you've got things you need to do yeah you see that little number nine on the little app and you're like, like oh look uh, but yeah. but i had said like emergencies are and kayla is the one to communicate with me you didn't even let julie have your personal cell number <laughs> she asked you for it and you said no <laughs> she, she listens she? to these so she's, <laughs> she's gonna say hi julie <laughs> julie can have my personal cell phone um but should we just say the numbers right here it's three <laughs> well so the point of let can I can I real quick yeah. uh, talk of, about of personal course. cell phones? Of course. <laughs> can I real quick just go down a rabbit hole? Um so okay. We ha- I have multiple phone numbers. <laughs> too many. It's too many. We've too, done too we've done a phone podcast and stuff, and I think we gave a bunch of advice on of what like, not to do. No, we gave advice of what to do, and Catherine does do it, but 
her what she actually has is like it's t- times ten of what we <laughs> suggested people do. Well, but, but it all makes sense. It was, at it this was point. so it was so complicated that we didn't even bother getting into what she actually does. But so, but let me tell you why I do. Okay, and it's because for situations like that, I only want. I want to be able to separate and know what's business and what's not business so that when I go on a trip that I can know what do I actually need to handle and what's personal. And then if I give the one person the one point of contact, which is Kayla, me, <laughs> lucky her, um, if, if I give her the one way to reach me, nobody else has it, then I can guarantee that any text message that's coming through from her is something I need to read. Right. And everything else I can ignore. Otherwise, it gets buried in the... Uh, something important gets buried in a list of unimportant That actually did messages. happen. There was like one... I think the first day. the one There was like one fail, I would say. And it's not like... It's not anyone's fault or anything. Well, yes, it is. It's whoever did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but that that is, you know, when... when uh, somebody had slacked. It was, I think, the first day somebody had slacked something with a phone number, like for somebody I was supposed to call back. Well, of course, I like did not see that. Yep. Um, and it wasn't important, and it got handled. You know, it wasn't an emergency. I don't know that you would have texted that to me. Maybe I don't know, but um, it wasn't an emergency, so it didn't actually matter. But that was the whole point: is that emergencies are for that personal number, and then that's that's the way that I know to handle it. Yeah. And to look at it, and then also for us. And I think I've tried this on vacations before, but maybe not successfully, but like tried to, I know you have before and I tell you when you're on vacation, you're on vacation. I left when you left and I was still on and I did just fine. (laughs) That is a broken redundancy and can never happen again. That was a broken redundancy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But it was great. We did fine. Mm -hmm. So, but when... Kayla has tried before like when we're smaller not as leveraged um, to go on vacation and then be like okay I'm gonna be on this day and this day at this time and this time and I didn't like that (laughs) so I've told her on multiple occasions like when you when you're on vacation you're on vacation yeah make sure that your stuff is taken care of and leveraged and then you don't have to be on I just want to be here for support nope (laughs) when you're gone you're gone when you're sick you're sick when you're on vacation you're on vacation like be be you be gone <laughs> be gone and um and so where was i going with that oh you used to try to do that well and i used to do the same thing before you um you became my assistant slash doo slash whatever we're calling you these days <laughs> i'm just here <laughs> um i would do the same thing where i would be like okay i'm going to try and look at my email um like in the morning when i first get up and then at in the evening i i used to do that when we would go places for the first couple of years and that to me doesn't work. It no. eats here's up why. the time. Well, here's why. Well, and then I'm work. sitting around waiting. Oh, you know what else? I've done that's, that. That's bullshit. <laughs> here's here's what else too. Because I've done that in like uh, conferences too. Like mm-hmm. if we go to family reunion or mega camp or something, yeah. I'll put like, I'm going to check my email between this time and this time. And I'm going to check my phone, blah, blah, blah. Well, what if there's something cool going on exactly. during that time? We I miss a networking know. event because you said you wanted to be in your emails. Well, right. So like, and same thing if you go on a vacation, your vacation is planned ahead. The day to day of it may not be planned down to the minute, I hope. And so if I decide that I want to go out to dinner 
um, and go to a special dinner or something. And but I'm like, oh, but I'm supposed to check my email at 5 p.m. <laughs> then all of a sudden, because Catherine eats dinner at 5:30. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, she's in bed by eight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I just made up a time, but but that's why that doesn't work. Instead, you just tell people like, I'll check my yeah. phone, and if if you're going to be available to them, but just on a limited basis, then you just say, I'm going to check my email and phone periodically, yeah, and I'll return your call as soon as I'm able. Just go places where you don't have the best service and put. We've that done in that too. We have <laughs> you, done that. You can play that that card, um, and that actually works out really nicely because yeah. you like you're forced not to be able to do anything mm-hmm. unless you go down the hill and into the Ingalls parking lot, right? <laughs> um, but uh, but what I was where I was going with that was that, you know, if you if you're going to reply to emails and calls in some capacity to just make sure that you're not being too specific, because then that really cramps that cramps your style on, yeah. your, on your trip and yeah. makes everybody angry at you. <laughs> you're, you're talking like, about the people that you go on vacation with. Yeah. Yeah. That can that can happen. <laughs> that, you're, that when they're sitting in the car and they're like, hurry up. <laughs> Are you not done yet? <laughs> I just have to send one more email. That should be a uh-huh. t-shirt. I, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> and so I don't know if Catherine told you. So we do have vacations planned. Of course, we have yes. our one that we always go on. So mm-hmm. the next one, I'm not going to give out exactly what we're doing. Yeah, but don't. right now it's planned for 14 days. Yes. So don't you saying yes. That's great. Yeah. I've always I'm, been an advocate to get you guys out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, hear, I hear that and stuff, but that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. It's a lot. Of, that's a lot. What month is it? March. March. That's my birthday. That's your birthday month. <laughs> that's my birthday month. Uh oh. Okay. We've so, got to talk off there. It's not your birthday though. It's, it's like, not. it's because ours is like two weeks out. So, but yeah, so it, it is a big deal. It's not because it is twice as long as we've gone out before Mm -hmm. and stuff. And we would want it to be like this past one and maybe even a little bit more where there isn't where it's like she doesn't have to um, check. (laughs) I'm setting up expectations. I am trying to set (laughs) expectations that, yes, it's like that, that if that new listing needs to come online, that that we don't even know about it that it gets that it it the description gets well that's the dream. done the photos are done it goes up it's done hey. and uh, the offers come in and um and she and then you, she gets a text message from you saying there's four offers Here's i the put best them one. i put them in order this is the best one send them to your to your seller i got this like that's that's really what it should be watch Watch me work i 100 percent think that that's doable yeah we talked about i could have totally made this listing go live without your description (laughs) i i 100 think that's doable because again it's just about like (laughs) i don't want to be cheesy but like like figuring out the best ways to to manage those things yeah um and it didn't come easy at first that was really hard for me to go on that first vacation. It just because it had been so long and, um, well, and you never, the, the you trust never, wasn't as well, where it is now. Well, that's yeah. true. Well. That's true too. But it also it's like, it wasn't just that it was that you um, had never had that kind of responsibility on your shoulders before. Mm-hmm. So a vacation is just like, Hey, it's a vacation. Let's go get drunk. You know, it's like that was a vacation. It wasn't, but now it's like you have response, a responsibility well, that's no, the not biggest just, thing. Not I just think. to clients, but to the people that work for you. Well, yeah, I think that there is that that with you, Pat. <laughs> I think that there is. Oh. I know. <laughs> um, like some of that that 
it's probably if somebody's listening there, they feel that way too, where you, the, this, the guilt thing, like yeah. you feel guilty for being gone because it, you're supposed to be there for your clients. I still feel that. Like I still felt like a little bit bad. Um, there, wa- there wasn't anything that I felt. That's because like the- you're a nice person and you'll always feel that way. Because in your mind, if you're not there, then you're not giving a hundred percent. And if you're not giving, and you are, and that's just the person that you are, is that you give a hundred percent, you do the can best I job t- you can do. And so you feel like, well, if I'm not there, how could I be doing the best job I can do? I, I talked to somebody like right when we got back and they're like, hey, I hope you had a nice vacation. <laughs> they didn't say it like that, but it, <laughs> but that's how you <laughs> heard like, it. That's how I heard it. Right. It was like, it was like, I hope you had a nice vacation. Now we got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's how it can feel like, and, yeah, it, and it I can is totally see that it is when you have other people that rely on, on you, then, then that becomes a whole nother level of mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't, I really don't. Have and what sucks is like, for this. like, I don't have any problem telling clients I'm out of town for a week. I'll get back. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at that on Monday when I get back, but it's different because I'm not working with people for the amount of time. That well, you're working with people and it's certainly not for, hey, if we don't do this, then we're going to be homeless. Yeah. Like it's the stakes aren't as high. So it's well, real think, easy for me to do, but it, it's I can see the difficulty. Well, every single industry except ours is like that. Yeah. Everybody gets to go on vacation. Yeah. Um, that's bullshit too. Even, even, even what like, I got to write about this. Even like, like think about this. If, if I go to schedule a doctor's appointment. And the doctor's out of town. They're just going to say, the doctor's out of town. Um, We can schedule you for the following week at yeah. this time or this time. Yeah. Period. So, End of story. You don't get to say like, no. Um, is there any way they or could the, not go on vacation right, so I can or, or, get my surgery or whatever? Right. No. Like you just don't get it done. And that is how every industry works. And it should be how ours works. But because so many of us operate as single agents out there um, for, for a long time, and and don't have leverage they just allow themselves not to go anywhere and make excuses like i don't have time or whatever and i'm just saying don't do that to yourself because some and, of my until best the ideas point, until the point where you go out of town and you and you're one of those agents who just goes out of town for a week and is off the grid and then the, your buyers are calling the listing agent to have them open the door yeah i think right? a lot of times when we deal with that i think those are people who don't do things full-time yeah I, like, I, I don't I don't think those are full-time agents I think yeah. that's like somebody's probably brother right. yeah and <laughs> yeah but um not that you can't work with family members but, but yeah yeah <laughs> my my brother's got his real estate license and right he lives you know four towns over can you show me the house can you open the door he doesn't have a, a lock electronic clock box right. oh my gosh okay um but yes so take care of yourself uh it makes you come back refreshed, more productive, and also hire had, the right leverage. Hire the right leverage, and then also um, think about all the things that they that th- that person that's your leverage is your redundancy. Think about all the things that that you do every day that they might need to one day if you're gone, and and train them on all that. Yeah, and if they can't, if they don't, if they aren't willing to work on that training. You got to find somebody else. Yeah, that's true too. You wouldn't be able to take vacations well, if I was just constantly showing up. You're as always looking for dodo head. Somebody who wants. You're well. Your the goal is to find somebody who is looking to take on more responsibility. I'm ready to not take less. your job, Catherine. Watch out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. You want to take a break? Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. 
The Thinklet B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Thinklet B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebe.com. And we're back. Hi. So do you have anything else that you want to say? Um, well, I, was, I think I was about to say it or did I, did I say it? Like I've, I've come up with some of my best ideas being on vacation. Oh, yeah. No, that's absolutely true. I get the we, most we, done when you're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, that, it's amazing. Like that decompression. It's like it's like um, it happens. I mean, it's a trope in TV and movies and stuff like somebody's in the shower and they get the the eureka yeah. moment. Right. So this is you, you you're you're working, you're working, you're working. You haven't gone on vacation. You haven't been able to take a break. Your mind is always on it. And you get to go and go away for three, four days and clo- and relax, you know, you're going to have a gigantic, you can have a giant Eureka moment. Well, I did, um, no, this was, this so was, we came up with the podcast yeah, idea. That was, was, that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, we, yeah, probably like a we never had an idea. Oh, someday we'll do a podcast. We went on vacation and we said, and we came back with graphics of a podcast yeah, we came and back a, a and, website domain yeah. purchased. <laughs> we did, but here's the deal. That was particularly a strong vacation at that time. Because we didn't have any cell service. There was no cell or service. Or Wi-Fi. Right. We were we forced to... Talk to each other. Talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> we were forced to sit in silence. Um, and no, but it does. It creates an atmosphere where like you really can't be distracted. Yeah. And so if you can't go there though, like if you can't get to a place where, where there's no cell service or Wi-Fi or you don't want to do that, well, fine. But then you have to you have to create that environment um, by setting yourself up for success while you're gone and and, yeah. and finding that leverage, whether it's a buddy or your team and and uh, make sure you have that space to think, think big ideas. It's worth it. It is. I'm ready for the next one. I already plan. I already like mapped it all out. I'm not going to say anymore. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Questions Question from the web. Okay. Let's say you have a client. They make an offer on a house and it's accepted. Then, during the inspection appraisal period, the house doesn't appraise for the mortgage balance and neither the seller nor the buyer are willing to negotiate. The deal falls apart but you kept a record of the appraisal. Then you're blessed with a second client viewing the same property who decides to also make an offer. Now comes the question, is it an ethical violation breaking your fiduciary duties to client one to share that appraisal from the first failed contract with client two? What duties are owed both parties and which one would take seniority in the event of a conflict? Okay, I got a lot of thoughts and opinions on this. Um, first things first, depending on what state you are, um, your agency relationship may not use the word fiduciary in it, or you may not be a true fiduciary agent. I'm not going to go any further on that because that's just boring stuff. Um, (laughs) but 
What I would say is a couple of things. The appraisal is just one person's opinion of value that was hired by buyer number two's lender to do an appraisal for that purchase contract. Buyer, it, buyer number one. What did I say? Buyer two. <laughs> okay, well, you get me. Um, buyer number one paid for that appraisal for their, and their lender ordered it for that particular purchase contract. And buyer number two is not entitled to that appraisal or that information. And further, I would say further that that is irrelevant information that it didn't appraise. Now, if the other agent were to tell you that and, and say, hey, you, you, can you tell your buyer this or whatever, then you might tell them that. But um, the reason is because it's just one person's opinion of value. And I have seen on many occasions as a listing agent where one appraisal has come in low and then the next appraisal is high. It's just one person's opinion. Yeah. And so it's it's really irrelevant to the conversation. And and on, on top of that, unless it's a... Um, Unless it was a, an FHA appraisal, because that will stick with the property for six months, and in that case, um, that information is know. important. Yeah, it's important because if the second buyer is going to be doing an FHA loan, they're not going to be able to buy that house right then. Right now, the other agent would also know that and would tell you or would have it on the information that you're not going to. They're not going to accept an FHA loan because um, of a previous appraisal. And then you would share that with buyer number two, because it matters to them. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the value isn't their information to have because it's, it's not, they didn't pay for it. And you don't want them to have it. Well, I I mean, I don't think you, I don't, because it's like, I mean, unless you're, unless they're coming in way under two, it's like, it's like, you're right. It's like, it is one person's opinion that appraiser could have easily, never shown never looked at houses in that area was having a bad day there could have been a million issues well i just don't think it's like it just doesn't matter it's not theirs that's what i mean well yeah that's true too but at the end of the day it's like how many times have you called a plumber or called you know uh an electrician to say how much is this going to cost and they all give you drastically different prices it's all the same work it's because no there is no it's not science the yeah. appraise being an appraiser isn't isn't science. It's not like hard numbers. Well, it's and, like, and the mo- so- one of the most recent appraisals that we've seen um, was so terrible because they used they used comparables that were in a completely different neighborhood that had like bars on the windows and um, falling down houses, and they used those compared to a very nice established neighborhood. And this was a new construction house. Because they did a by the crow fl- as, as the bird flies two mile yeah. circle or something like that. Which two miles is too far out anyways. Right. Um. Anyways, it, it was riddled with errors and mistakes and was a terrible appraisal. And that happens all the time. And it is if the seller doesn't want to sell it for that price and, and that deal doesn't work out, in my opinion, it's not the next buyer's um information to have unless the other agent and seller decide to tell them. I don't think it's yours as their agent. And I will say one more thing though, like I'm talking about Florida law and could be um, different somewhere else. If you're a fiduciary to somebody, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure like how that would legally play out. Right. But I don't see how anyone would say that you're obligated to give somebody else's appraisal that they didn't pay for to them. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Right. 
And that's all I have to say about that. Appraisers, that well, what if appraisers the, if the, if the, need if the, if, to if the, get with the program. I don't know if this would be the same, but it's like if you ha- if your buyer did all of their inspections and paid for a septic um, inspection and paid for a roof inspection and a pool inspection and paid for all of that stuff, would you then take all of that and give it to your new buyer and say, oh, you don't have to do any of this? This other buyer I had paid for all of that? No. no but I will say on that- You, so- could, you could say- I know something about this house that because as far as the inspection goes. Well, so there is. So, no, it's not theirs. They didn't pay for it. It's not theirs to have unless the other person has given you permission or if the listing agent has a copy and they've sent it to you Mm. to give to the buyer. Because the seller wants you to have it. Yes. But if you were the other agent in that deal and you know of something that materially affects the value of the home, again, I'm talking Florida law, you know, this is state to state kind of stuff. But um, if I know something that materially affects the value of the home, I do have to disclose it. Mm -hmm. An appraisal doesn't materially affect the value of the home. It's it's a person's opinion of value. So if you know specifically that that AC failed its last failed the inspection like it you if you know specifically like oh that ac doesn't work well if the ac doesn't work then i disclose i can disclose that to my buyer yes you have to but right but what i don't have to do is uh take all of the inspections that my previous buyer did absolutely not and then share them with and can you imagine if you did and your right. buyer, your previous buyer found out, like, yeah. I spent $1,000 on all those inspections and you right. just gave it to them? No. Right. <sighs> right. No, but you do, yeah. It's, it, I, that is actually, I think, a really common misconception that people think the appraisal is something that affects the value of the home. And it's not. It's just a piece of paper that one person wrote on. <laughs> That says, I think this house is worth this. Well, great. I think this house is worth this. And the buyer thinks it's worth this. And buyer number two thinks it's worth this. And the seller thinks it's worth, you know, right. way more. And <laughs> well, I mean, think about it th- and think about it this way. So so you could theoretically go out tomorrow or have somebody that you know about tomorrow. They can do their training and everything and get their appraisal license. Right. So they finally are an appraiser. They got their little stamp and they're an appraiser now. And it's their first day out. And then they go and appraise the house. Right. I know well, that I know they have to train like yeah, under got, apprentice or whatever. Yeah. Right. And all that stuff. But there is that one day where it's their very first day. Yeah. There is that day where it's the, they have, are, have their own uh, business and they are their It's the first day and they're making their appraisal. They're, they do their appraisal and they could be, doing an appraisal on a house where the listing agent has 35 years experience and has sold 90% of the houses in that neighborhood knows exactly what that house costs. That piece of paper that that guy wrote on doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah. I mean, as far as like what that house would really is really worth. Well, so in, why in, would you in a market like this too, it's even more of a, um, a concern like an appraisal could be done today and in another week, well, that price too. could have gone up. Yeah, that's certainly true. It's like it is not a like you said, it's not a science and it's it's a evolving number. And it also depends on what buyers are willing to pay, what sellers are willing to sell for. Mm-hmm. Like that's market value. So um, what you do know from this is that whatever that price was, whatever that you do know what your buyer one offered 
and you do know that that seller isn't willing to negotiate any lower. <sighs> now, maybe he would be by the time the second offer comes around. So that's not even guaranteed. Yeah. But you do have a little inside baseball. You do know a little bit about the other agent. Right. Because you did. And whether or not they've got their head screwed on straight. So you do have some advantages, but you certainly don't need to worry about the appraisal. Yeah. And now here's what's going to happen is if you start talking about like, well, I had that under contract previously and um, <laughs> right. yeah, and it fell through because of appraisal. Yeah. Don't oh, do, what happened there? Yeah. You don't do that. I mean, don't even bring stick, it up. Stick to facts and figures. There are comparable sales. There are things that you can show them to help them. Like, mm -hmm. what do you want to offer? And here are some sales that have happened recently. And then the seller will either accept it or not accept it. And, and at the end of the day, the seller could accept an offer lower than the appraised value came back at because their situation changed over two weeks. That's why it's it's all like it doesn't it's not relevant to a new offer because it comes at a different time. It's a different lender, different financing, different appraiser, and potentially different position for the seller. Yeah. So, and maybe different terms that you make could, other things more attractive than the price. I don't know. Yeah. That, that deal that fell through with buyer one could have been the third deal that fell through. Yeah. And now that seller's ready to sell. Yeah. You know, you don't have any idea. So. Okay. okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Small wins. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So yesterday, um, I think I said this at the beginning, but it is my little small win. We, I, I felt like I had a really nice balanced day yesterday where um, I worked in the morning. It was a Sunday. So I worked in the morning. Um, and then, you know, if, if, if allowed, if we didn't have plans, I would have just kept working and doing stuff on my computer all day. Yeah. But we had said, we're going to go do some things in the afternoon. And so I closed my computer at 1230 and we went and had a really nice afternoon and we got a little fire pit <laughs> just on spur of the moment fire pit purchase because it was yeah. chilly out and we lit a nice fire and it was delightful. Yeah, it was nice. Small win. Kayla, do you have a small win? Aside from not burning the place down? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my small win, I think going back a little bit more in time, was when we went to Buffalo. We um, we actually went to the casino and we left with money. Oh my goodness. That's good. $85, that is a, guys. That, that, that is literally a small win. Yeah. That is a small win. <laughs> but it was my first time playing blackjack and I enjoyed it. So yeah, blackjack's it was a lot fun. Of fun. Yeah, blackjack's oh, no, Now fun. we have a gambler on oh, our hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my small win is while we were on vacation, we. Um, I wanted to get for our house, I wanted to buy a uh, live slab, which is uh, part of a tree where you can see the bark on one side of it. You'll see tables made out of it a lot of times and yeah. stuff like that. And it was just kind of like a pipe dream. Oh, if we see it or whatever. And we went to, what was that? It was called Tobacco. It was um, Antique Tobacco Barn. Right. Which was like three times the size of a Home Depot oh, wow. that was just stacked to the ceiling, packed in with stuff. I yeah, mean, like antiques and yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you, I mean, you could spend four days there and not get through all of it. I mean, it was crazy. And but all the way in the back, they had all of these kiln dried slabs of walnut and maple and all this different stuff. And I found one that was the perfect size. And so we scooped it up and I brought it home nice. and I started, I've started to work on it. So it's going to be a beautiful console. Yeah, we're going to have table. a beautiful console table with a, piece of maple from the mountains of North Carolina. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to finish that up and see what 
looks like when it's all done. Me too. So yeah, small win. Hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. I, I just wanted to break in as I'm doing this and say thanks to all of our new listeners. We've got a bunch of new yeah. listeners and stuff. And Hot thanks man. for listening. Tell your friends and and uh, get them on board and stuff. And so, yeah, so thanks. Thank you. Uh, you can send us questions, letters, and stories to us at our website, onseekingthebest.com. You can leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Send us a tweet at Seek the Best Pod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production. <laughs>